You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Mr. Gimmon, hit it. Welcome, boys and girls, and that little guy called, uh, why is a fat guy called, Santa, uh, to Dave's Corner Garage, the uh, semi-holiday version. And joining us today, Alan Gelman will be the uh, the main pilot here. Thank you very much. Morning, Mr. Gelman. Thank you, thank you. Did you bring the bagels? Uh, no, actually, we had some last week, but... Oh, yeah, they were I, eating already. I think we threw them in the freezer, actually. <laughs> and as well, for the entire hour. So if you want to hear the automotive guru of Canada, he is here. The one and only... Do I get paid for this? You sure do. Okay. Check is in the mail. Oh, thank you. Uh, Norris McDonald is in, and we've got a great lineup with Norris for the entire hour, so uh, stick around. Exactly. You know, I, I heard, you know, the intro talks about guys with their hands get greased and, and with grease stained overall. Is that why you, you didn't bring the bagels but because Norris, of Norris, on the other hand, he's probably got ink from messing with typewriter ribbons, if anybody remembers was, what those are. I was going to say, I have not spent half my life wearing grease-stained overalls. Exactly not. I have been a, a white-collar worker, observer of the automobile scene. I did go motor racing for a number of years, uh-huh. but, you know, McLaren, they right. always said, you know, you go into one of their garages and you c- c- cook an egg on the floor. It's so clean. <laughs> so you didn't and write... that was what I tried to do when I had my race car. And you didn't write any of your articles, uh, like, in your underwear and just... Uh... I've been known to do certain things <laughs> in my underwear, but not necessarily write articles. And we also have a little bit of a greeting for you. For Christmas time and for Hanukkah, we have uh, Dave McLean coming in uh, in the back half hour of the show. And we're going to give you, courtesy of the auto show, a chance to win a four-pack for the auto show, which is coming up in uh, just under two months. That's right. Middle of middle of February. Beautiful. Metro Toronto Convention Center. Do you mind if I put in a plug? Just right to, while we're tickets now on sale. Mm-hmm. And if you go to autoshow.ca today. God, he's good. And between now and the end of the year. <sighs> Pump it, baby. A, just about a 25% discount. Great Christmas presents. At the at the box office, twenty four dollars. Right. You can buy wow, them today. Sounds great. We're here for the whole bucks. day. A stocking stuffer for those guys you who can, are thank you. You sitting can, in their yeah. underwear behind their computer. You could get yourself a, a quick gift without getting to the mall. Great. Absolutely. So listen, the lines without having to fight for a parking spot. All right. The lines are open right now. We want to take your calls throughout the entire hour, and we're also going to ask you to call in about what was your favorite first car you bought, mm-hmm. or your favorite car overall, and why. So, what was the first car you bought? or your favorite car you bought, 
and why. And these guys will dissect it. <laughs> All right? As Dave would say, Al, take us out. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Come on back. We will be right here. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and you can catch us online uh, 24-7 plus. Just go to davescornergarage.com and listen to us. And we're streaming. So Al has uh, a protective Christmas hat on today. Norris, we can't tell you what he's wearing. because It's legal, though. And <laughs> and we're ready for you. Alan, take it away, buddy. Exactly. You know, I appreciate Norris taking time from his busy schedule to come down here. Um, there was at least two articles in this weekend's uh, wheel section. I saw you, you talked about the leaf. Um, how did you like the leaf? Actually, I loved the leaf. You did? Absolutely. Now, this is from a guy who's normally oh. breathing car fumes, exhaust oh, oh, fumes. Oh, oh, but wait. You like the electric car? Now, wait a second. Okay. Let, me, let me just say something yeah. here. If I want to sit down and write a column, mm-hmm. a column of opinion yes. about electric cars, uh-huh. Um, there are a lot of things that we should be concerned about, about the introduction of electric cars, where eventually all of the power is going to come from. A hundred percent. You know, and, and we've all heard the arguments before. I'm in the business of reviewing cars. Right. And so I was invited to San Francisco last week Mm -hmm. to drive the 2018 Nissan Leaf. Mm -hmm. And that was my job. Right. To go... And not do a number on it because I don't happen to like electric cars. Right, right, right. But right. to take a proper evaluation of what this car was as far as performance mm-hmm. and comfort and right. styling and all the rest of it. And I, I, I'm serious. I loved it. Uh, I mean, first of all, they've redesigned the rear end of the Leaf, and it kind of looks like a real car now. Just aesthetically, you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know, the thing is, when it first came out in 2011, it really kind of looked like a weird duck. Well, so did the Prius, and why did they do that? Did they want it to be singled out? Did the yeah, people I tr- want it? I truly believe that, that everybody they did that wanted out. to be known that I'm driving an electric car. Yeah, really, I, I really do think that they did that as a badge of honor or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now they've come to the conclusion that if they want to sell more of them, because, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's North America, Europe, or China, mm-hmm. by the way, at the end of the day, there's still only 1% of the car-buying public buying electric cars. Right. Now, we're not talking about electrification such as hybrids and mm-hmm. and, and the occasional fuel cell car and right. stuff like that. Uh, but the thing is that... that uh, you know, the Leaf is a great car. It's comfortable. It looks good. It performs well. If you read to the end of that article, I came that close. <laughs> to having an accident? To being creamed right in, in a, a small town that we drove through in the Napa Valley of California. Right. I had the green light. I had three people in the car. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't me saying, I had the green light, and everybody says, oh, yeah, right. We had a green light. Mm-hmm. I accelerated. Somebody in the opposing lane, thought, I think, thought they had an advance right. and just came right at me. And I just floored that sucker and turned right and turned left. It was an it's like driving a Bain wow. Bluer. Bain Bluer is the same way. <laughs> it was like an instant slalom. Yeah. And I, and I got by that because I looked in my rearview mirror. He or she did not stop. So why did yeah. you not, before you uh, turned a new leaf, so to speak... Why did you not like electric cars before that? What was the big thing? Well, it's only I, an hour show. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that. There are, there are many things. First of all, as I say, there is the concern about where the power is going to come from. Exactly. I know that the industry and the, the municipalities will always say, oh, yeah, we can handle it. 
Trust me. No, you take uh, a on million... warm days in the summer in Toronto, we're getting brownouts. Absolutely. They can't even handle the air conditioning. Exactly. So how are we going to start? Too. You know. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these sorts of things. And as I say, at the end of the day, I'll write a column about it. And by the way, when I write a column, kind of doing a number on electric cars, mm-hmm. I hear from the electric car lobby. They tell me that I am out of my mind. That this is this is the future. Well, but their agenda, the way, of course, is to build electric cars. Sure, sure. Yeah. absolutely. And the other way, you know, if I then write and say, I guarantee I'm going to get letters about this because <laughs> I'm saying, hey, this is a good car. How about callers? Listen, you if know? you have an electric car right now, or you had one before, he's here. Yeah, I mean, car from uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to be a lobby, but if you've had an electric car and you've really liked it. Talk to the guy. Norris is here. And if you had your first car, what did you want to talk about or your favorite car? Well, I was going to say, let Mine me was ask an M- I had an MGB midget. Did you? My really? dad would come out from the driveway and go, look how much oil this is leaking, for God's sakes. Exactly. It cost me $400. You know, and you can pick up some ladies to the Colonial. It was fine. And Alan? What was your first car? My first car was a 62 Volkswagen Beetle, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, I, it had no heat in those that things. That I bought for $25. <laughs> and uh, I did. No, no, no. And, and I, I was a little handy at the time, but actually it was just when safety certificates were just starting back in the, uh, I guess, uh, late 60s, early 70s. It cost about 90 bucks to actually get it put on the road. Um, but yeah, that first winter. Was that the stick shift that was on the floor? Yeah. That first winter was just. Well, there's brutal. no heat in those no things. No heat whatsoever. And then, of course, you down the road, they had cars with gas heaters and they would ignite, you know, right. which wasn't a good thing. Uh, yeah. And then finally, many, many years later, got into American cars, um, you know, and then had a heater and said, whoa, <laughs> you can get heat. I just remember freezing. That was the only car. The Volkswagen, of course, was the car that you needed the ice scraper on the inside of the windshield rather than the outside. <laughs> All right. So listen, there are you, you must people who are listening right now with a cup of coffee driving around. If you must have a story about your first car, come on. The guys are here. Give them a call. They'll answer your questions. Maybe give you a review. Turn a new leaf. So uh, give us a call. The lines are wide open. And later on, we're going to give you a chance to win tickets to go see the uh, 2018 version of the Toronto Auto Show. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Many years of automotive experience. 62 right? bug. Available to you. Just Love it. Give us a call right now. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, Canada's number one consumer automotive show. And if you've missed any of the shows, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. And download our podcasts. We, you see, you started something. I know. With a 62 bucks. So listen, call in today, your favorite car or your favorite first car. All right. We're going to go all the way to Caledon, and Doug's got a call. He's, uh, you also had a 62 Beetle, is that right? Absolutely, I did. And, and did you, didn't you not love the little white plastic shift knob? You know, there was the first thing you had to do was take it off and throw it out and buy a real one, eh? That's right. Unscrewed it. Exactly. And now yeah. did you, did you, and, and did you get permanent frostbite or, or lose oh. a couple toes of that car well, or what? Listen, I had to keep scrapers in the front and you used charge cards, which weren't very available then, but you had to keep the windshield clear somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Just <laughs> no heat. Or like Steve was saying, if you did a long highway run, you'd probably get a quarter of the windshield in the corner, right? And now, you had did yours to have that little extra gas tank that you had to reach down and turn the crank. That's right. It didn't have a gas gauge. That's right. And it had a lever underneath the, uh, yeah. where, you know, by the hump, and then yep. you would have to flip it over. And in fact, um, I, I didn't realize until I had opened up the trunk one day, so how do you tell the gas? And sure enough, 
they gave you what looked to be a, a yardstick. It was a wooden ruler <laughs> that you stuck in the tank and you dipped it, just like the same way. Absolutely, you did. Dougie. What was it? What, what did you like the most about the car? Well, I was going to tell you my favorite story. You know, the battery was under the back seat. Right. And one day I went to uh, get some bread in a confectionery uh, grocery store. Uh-huh. I came out and the fire trucks were around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out they were around my car, and the battery had started a fire in the back seat. <laughs> That's right. You see, what, what would normally happen is if you had two buddies in the back seat, um, <laughs> if you went over a bump, the springs on the battery, uh, the springs in the seat cushion would actually cross the positive and negative cable on the battery, and you could warm up that seat real quick. Absolutely. Well, you guys are bringing back memories. I love your show. All right. Thanks for calling in, Doug. Have yourself a good holiday. You too. Thanks for that. Bye. Uh, all right. Super, super. All right. We got hey, Harvey's in Welland. He's got a question about a caravan that's doing something funny. Harvey? Hello, Harvey. Harvey the White Rabbit. Oh, that was... Uh... Absolutely. There you go, Harvey. Oh, yeah. How's your caravan? What's it doing? Well, it's doing good, but the damn thing when you put the... Uh, turn left to right on the signal light, the front headlight stop goes out. <laughs> but on the same side, correct? Yeah. Guess what, Harvey? They all do. No way. They way, way they do. They blink really fast, like there's a bulb out, but no bulbs are out. Uh-huh. So what do you do, junk it? <laughs> what, the car itself? Yeah. Well, um, if you're a rich guy and you don't need it anymore, <laughs> by all means. Yeah. I'm sure there's a record that'll take it off your hands, but sure. no, the, the headlights do fade. Uh, the headlights do go off when you're making the signal. Um, it's quite common, but it sounds to me as if you've got a, just a bad ground inside that corner. Oh, but either one, don't matter left or right. Correct. Oh, okay. So you want to check that out, but you said the one side it flashes fast? Well, the, both sides flash fast <laughs> when oh. you turn left or so right. So does Al. A pardon? Sorry, just kidding. You're making fun of me flashing. I don't do that. I used to, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm slowing back on that, too. <laughs> All right, listen, thanks for your call. Yeah. All right, we got more calls coming in, but they're their favorite first car. We got a guy on the phone for who has an 88 Lincoln. We're going to talk to him. Yeah. Rick in Guelph got a town car. What's the story? Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I bought a, an 88 Lincoln town car. Recently? Uh, no, it was in... December of 93. Okay, yeah, so it was just about four or five years old, yeah? Five years old, yeah. Bought it used. And took delivery like two days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Brampton at the time and drove up to my brother's place in Schaumburg in the afternoon. It was nice and sunny and it was, it was, it was a good drive. Mm-hmm. Well, on the way back at nighttime, it turned into one of those 62 Volkswagens. Oh. <laughs> I was scraping the frost on uh, okay. the inside of the windshield. Right. And to make a long story short, I took it back to the dealer and said, what's going on with this car? Mm-hmm. It's cold. Uh, the thermostat had stuck open. Right. And, of course, it couldn't build up any heat then. Mm-hmm. And with uh, four warm bodies in the car, it just frosted up on the inside. Well, that's why God invented cardboard, eh? <laughs> that's why you're supposed to take the piece of cardboard, you stick it in front of the rad. Did you ever notice on those big trucks when they're going down the highway in the wintertime? They're covering up that rad, at least three-quarters of it, because you don't need all that cold air in. And uh, no, hey, I, lived, I lived in Winnipeg for 10 years. You uh-huh. had that on for six months of the year because your <laughs> gas mileage went down the toilet. Really? Terrible, right. terrible. We have Norris McDonald in for the entire hour, so you got a car care question uh, about your favorite car or any of the new cars, maybe an electric car. We'll get you on the spot here, McDonald. Uh, give us a call and later on a chance to hear more about the Canadian International Auto Show with David McLean 
and some tickets to give away. Speaking of Canadians, uh, we're going to talk about one very famous one that maybe didn't get the recognition he deserves right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We're reminiscing about your first car, the passions, and uh, we don't want to hear what really went on in the car because we have a pretty good idea. Only way we can keep a bug warm. We'll get back to you more of your calls after this. Al, back to you. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, this year, Martin Truex Jr. won the, uh, the NASCAR uh, championship. And uh, here's the talk is his, his number one guy. And, and, and so to a big degree, of course, the driver is important, but it does take a great crew chief to win a race. Uh, there's, there's car set up. There, there's, you know, the rah-rah. And, and, and there's strategy behind it, too. And, in fact, Colpern, who's from London, Ontario, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He's just, I mean, I know he won. I know he was behind the car. You do. But a lot of, a lot of people are disappointed. A lot, of, a lot of people are not aware that a Canadian was the guiding light behind Truex's fantastic season. Uh, and, and this guy, Truex, has been coming on like uh, a, a steam train ever since he teamed up with Cole Pern as his crew chief. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson has won how many? Eight? Seven, Seven eight, titles, yeah. As yeah, a yeah. result, and, and it's in large part behind his team manager and his crew chief. And the same thing is true of, of Martin Truex Jr. Cole Pern, to many people, has not received uh, the accolades and the respect that he should have in his home, home country. Mm-hmm. So I'm announcing today, yes. here on Dave's Corner Garage. There's going to be a Cole Pern day? Uh, not a Cole Pern <laughs> day, but you know what? We can, What the heck? Let's, let's declare... Uh, January the 5th, 2018, Cole Pern Day here in Toronto. Martin Truex Jr. and Cole Pern are coming to the Hockey Hall of Fame on Friday, June 5th, All right. 2018. And every NASCAR fan in Toronto, Southern Ontario, I'm personally inviting them down. And there's going to be autographs, and there's going to be, they're going to talk about the season, and we're going to make a big deal out of Cole Pern. So Why don't we invite be, him down? Invite that, him down for the show the next day. Sure. Well, maybe you could do an interview at the time, because I'm not sure he's going to be around all that hey, long. Hey, we're in Port. We're shooters here. Hey, all right, so well, it's Friday, I'm January, not arguing. <laughs> January 5th? Friday, January 5th, 2018, Hockey Hall of Fame, Martin Truex Jr. and Cole Pern. We have got some cool people calling in with some great cars. There's a gentleman, I can't see the screen from here because I'm going blind, who has a Lotus. Yes, we've I want got, to hear this story. Uh, well, it's Beth who's in Streetsville's got a Lotus. Beth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. You had a Lotus. Yeah, I'll put my husband on. He built a Lotus Seven from a kit when he lived in England. Really? I didn't know you could buy those cars as a kit. I thought neither you, did I. I knew oh, they needed yeah. lots That's of work. Right, yeah. Okay, he's on the air. Truck arrived outside my house and they uh, unloaded all the parts, and then uh, I had a busy weekend. Uh, Assembling it all together. And that's all it took you? Was one weekend? Well, I got it going by sort of Monday, but uh, it had um, um, sort of accessories like brakes and things like that, which I. <laughs> Those are good to have. An accessory, brakes are an accessory? Was it like an <laughs> optional extra that didn't come with the car? Oh my God. So how many pieces was it, though? I mean, did you, did you receive a rolling chassis and then have to put the engine in it, or did you... Oh, yeah, you put the engine in, and, uh-huh. um, um, you know, I had to um, get a lifting thing to lift the engine up uh, into it, and uh, I uh, later on I painted it uh, sort of green and yellow the, uh, with a stripe, you know, like mm-hmm. the British uh, nice. racing green. <laughs> right. Now, how many horsepower did, was that thing? 
look, there's only a, s- a small um, one. It was only a 1,000cc yeah. uh, one, but it had uh, twin Weber carburetors, and um, uh, it uh, uh, was a lot of fun, and uh, I uh, took it on, uh, like, um, um, uh, or what do you call it, uh, driving tests where you drive in and out of pylons and things like that. Oh, like a slalom course. Norris, Norris, what kind of car was that for you? Well, I was, first of all, I've never heard of this, to be quite honest with you. I'm fascinated listening to this gentleman talking about this. The fact that you could literally buy a a car in pieces, uh, particularly a Lotus, Mm -hmm. and put it together like that. This was option that the the factory sold them like that? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, because, and the big advantage there then was that uh, you didn't have to pay... Um, um, How much money did you save? Purchase tax, because, uh, because it was a kit, you didn't have to pay purchase tax on the car. Oh, okay, wow. so how much money would you have saved, approximately? Uh, I don't know, I mean, it only... A quarter of the a quarter yeah, of the value that... Five, five, 500 pounds at that time, which was... Uh, Oh, I think 1961 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would have been know. substantial because what was the purchase price of the whole car? Must couldn't have been more than a couple of thousand. Yeah, probably something like yeah. that. Yeah. So substantial yeah. savings. Listen, yeah. thanks very much for your call. Uh, have a great holiday season, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Yep. Take care. All right, we're going to go next to Port Dover. We've got Bridget on the line. She had a, a 1939 Hillman. Is that right? That's right, yeah. I did have. It was my first car, which I shared with my brother. Um, and it, that didn't work out too well because he got the lion's share. Uh-huh. So the first, my, my first real car that I got was a Frog-Eye Sprite, and that was in about 67, I think, something like that. Now, were you still in, uh, back in England, or were you here yeah, in Canada? in the UK, yeah. Uh-huh. Bug-Eyed yeah. Sprite. That also had a very small engine, too, eh? That wasn't it really... It did, yes, but it used to go like, you know what? I mean, Stink! <laughs> You can say it. It's a family show. <laughs> like through a goose. <laughs> yeah, and it was a rag top, so that was even more oh, fun. Oh, fun, fun, yeah. So yeah. putting the top down. Mind you, it, it, it rained so often there. Did, did How did, was the rag top? Did it leak a whole lot or not too bad? No, not at all. Really? No, no. no it was safe. Where, where? You know, not the, not the same sort of winters. I mean, they were just damp and rainy, so the windscreen wipers weren't that. Whereabouts yeah. in England? Uh, Cornwall. Oh, very nice. Yeah, down the foot. Yeah. But I, I remember uh, one day driving it and uh, going around one of those sharp bane, lanes with uh, hedges on each side. Uh-huh. So you can't really see very much. You can't really see anything coming either. Mm-hmm. And it was the local bus coming in the other direction. And I sort of scraped along the side of it and looked up. I will look back, and the poor old bus driver had his head in his hands. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> listen, thank you very much for your call. And listen, if you want to find out more about that, we are starting a YouTube series right now. So if you've had that car before, or the lo- gentleman who called up with the Lotus, go to davescornergarage.com. You'll see a link at the bottom of our webpage, and there's a great story with Dave about Ferraris. And there are some, it's a, it's a great thing to check it out, davescornergarage.com. You know, usually the racing stripe goes down the middle of the car. Now, Bridget seemed to do the whole side of the car. That was a little different, eh? All right, Bridget, <laughs> thanks for calling in with that, and uh, I hope your driving experiences are way better here in Canada. This oh, is absolutely, except for the snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, take care of yourself. Have a great holiday.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got uh, we've got to find out about that Sunbee. We've got another Volkswagen story, and uh, we've got two lines open. So if you want to give us a call, give us a call right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage without Dave. This week, we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. It's almost turning into a VW Bug Morning. You got another one? Oh, wow, we do. What did you start here? (laughs) Well, you asked me. All right, so we're going to go to Jane in Newmarket, who's got a 64 Volkswagen, or at least had a 64 Volkswagen. Jane, did you love that car? Yeah, it was great. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a gas heater. Ah. I think it was a 64. Could have, it may have well been, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was all right. It took a while to heat up. And uh, a friend of mine, oh, I must say, a friend of mine called it Hitler's Lunchbox. That's right. <laughs> or Hitler's Revenge Hitler's was another. <laughs> if it didn't work, it was Hitler's Revenge at one point, yeah. But I thought that was funny. It didn't bother me. <laughs> anyway, um, my next car was a Datsun 510. Oh, that was already in the 70s, though, I'm guessing, correct? Yeah, I, I, that was used. Uh-huh. And after a few years, it wouldn't start. <laughs> It was a $600 job, so I got it fixed and got rid of it. But oh. I did like it while it worked. Yeah, my mom had a 70. I remember 71, 72 was when the, the, the Japanese really hit big. Oh, to- yeah. Yeah, Honda and Toyota. And then, as a matter of fact, uh, wasn't there a racing series specifically with 510s? that People loved those cars. Well, you know, the thing is that there was all sorts of <clears throat> racing series around at that time. Mm-hmm. One make sort of thing, the Honda Michelin and the yeah. rest of it came along. But, you know, the interesting thing about Honda and Toyota coming into North America was it changed the game completely. Absolutely. Because prior to that, the big three, Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, they had it all in North America. And there was, and we all know it, there was a built-in obsolescence to those cars. Exactly. I mean, so you had a Ford Falcon or you had a, a Chevy Nova. Um, a and, Ford Falcon, woo. Well, and, and, and those cars, aside not being great cars, used tons of gas. And, yeah. and in the early 70s was when, when you had the fuel embargoes. Yep, and, that's right, 73. The, yeah, the oil crisis. Um, and these Japanese car companies came along, I remember, and they probably were only about, what, two grand, maybe 2500 That's bucks. right. But the interesting thing was that they were better, better cars as far as fuel economy was yep. concerned. But the fact of the matter was they were built to last 10 years, and that change the whole thing as far as the big three and and the automobile industry generally. And you know now today you can buy a car, and you do buy a car for a significant period of time. Our family's first car was a 62 Chevy Biscayne, Mm -hmm. right? And with the metal dashboard. Right. And it was our first car. It was like a Cadillac for us. Right. But I remember when it was really hot, you know, who had, who had garages back then? So you'd get in there, and you could almost, you could fry an egg on it. On the dashboard, Yeah. 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 And just don't want to whack your head into it, though. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like a, well, a couple years a later, they, they did put some rubber on those. All right, we're going to go back to our calls. We've got Grant in Georgetown who had an old sunbeam. Grant? Yeah, hi. Hi. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, yes, my uh, first and uh, favorite car was a sunbeam Alpine, 1961. Did you buy it yeah. new or used? Or? No, I bought it new uh-huh. at that time and uh, kept it for a very short period of time. Was that here in Canada? That was here in Canada, actually, in the Montreal area. I was going to ask where you bought one of those, yeah. That's right. Well, they were predominant in Montreal, certainly Mm -hmm. Toronto, out in Winnipeg and Vancouver. They were the predominant cities that uh, marketed them at uh, at a very attractive price back then. Yeah, you're probably talking, what, about the 2K mark there? Yeah, a little bit less than that, as a matter of fact, yes. Mm -hmm. And then about 20 years ago, um, I'd always remembered that car and said, gee, I've got to get another one of those, which... 
I decided on a Sunbeam Tiger. Yeah. Which is the quite desirable with the, the V8 big brother, if you yep. wish, to the Alpine. So I've had that uh, for, as I say, about uh, about twenty years now, and uh, just sold it about four months ago. Oh, so you sold the Tiger, did you? I certainly did to a person in the Toronto area, so I can see it from time to time. Nice. And how was it structurally in the end? I mean, because one of the big problems those vehicles had was rust, eh? Yes, it did. It did, but uh, of course we didn't drive it during the winter time. So mm-hmm. once it was uh, refurbished, it, uh, it retained its originality. Can did I you? ask you roughly what did you get for it? Uh, <laughs> close to sixty. Sixty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. And oh, did wow. you, when you drove it around, whether it was here or in, in Montreal, did you have a special hat that you would wear when you drove it around? No, I didn't have a special <laughs> oh. hat. <laughs> I thought maybe you had a Habs hat on or something like that. That's what I was You just don't about. want to admit it, maybe. <laughs> maybe that, too. Listen, happy holidays. Thanks for calling in. Okay, you bet. Bye now. All right, listen. Thanks for the calls. We have... Uh, talking about cars and antique cars and so many new cars that are hitting the market right now. Stick around. We're going to have David McLean on from the Canadian International Auto Show along with Norris McDonald. And after the call with Dave, uh, we're going to give you a chance to win a family four-pack of tickets. Exactly. And he's going to tell us why the Toronto show is better than the rest. It is. It is, too. It kicks uh, bumpers, uh, yes. It, it does. Take my word for it. <laughs> David McLean. I go to the mall. Would you buy a used car from this guy? Uh, of course I would. All right, we got to go. This is Dave's Corner Garage, back on the road again. Yeah, and I'm wondering if people go online to leasebusters.com if they can find a 62 Volkswagen. I'm sure they could. <laughs> You've started something. All right, we have on the telephone line right now the man who heads it all up, most of it, from the Canadian International Auto Show, David McLean. Good morning, David. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing excellent. Now, Dave, you know, there's lots of car shows, and some have already happened. Um, but explain to our guests, or explain to our listeners, I should say, is why is the Toronto show actually better than most of them? Well, of course, that's subjective, and I am biased, but I'll, I'll tell you right now. The no, but it's true. it's true. It's <laughs> true. It's well, true. for that. David, it's true. Okay. All right. Well, we'll accept it as the truth. I, I think really what the, what differentiates us from uh, most other shows in North America is that we really do commit to what we call the total automotive experience. Sure, the other shows have you know the new cars and light trucks that are available in the marketplace, as as do we. But we go beyond that. I mean, I think we we like to present uh, you know a little peek into the past with our, our classics collection, which changes every year. Of course, we've got Auto Exotica, one of the rarest collections of vehicles ever found. People get a chance to to dream, to, to aspire to one day own one of those vehicles possibly, but it's a, it's a beautiful collection in the North Building of the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. And, of course, we've got a motorsport presentation this year, or what we call our motorsport or feature presentation theatre. And this year, we're going to be presenting the 70th anniversary of Porsche. So it's exciting. So we put something together to appeal to the broadest possible segment to all automotive enthusiasts, whether you're a uh, you know what we call the vertical audience, or some you know people that just have a, a passing interest in in the uh, in, in the auto industry. Well, exactly, it's not just a new car showroom. I mean, when you go there, like you say, there are so many different things. I I remember just you know wandering through that lower hall and and seeing the exotic ones last year. I saw cars I'd never even heard of before. Um, <laughs> just blew me away. Yeah, they're 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 really we search the world and look for for different vehicles, uh, vehicles that uh, that may not be so readily seen here in Canada. And we're we're talking about going beyond, uh, you know, those exotics that include Lamborghini, Ferrari, uh, you know, some of the. I mean, this year we're bringing in Koenigsegg, and and uh, I think it set the uh, the uh, fastest land record for mm-hmm. a production right. automobile about a month ago, and. Uh, 
So it's, it is a collection. It is something to see. You can call it a spectacle if you want. But we like to put together uh, a presentation of all things automotive. Dave, it's Norris here. Um, Norris, how are you, Norris? Well, I'm fine. I haven't seen you for a day. Um, (laughs) I was going to say that as well as, you know, the exhibition uh, part of the Canadian International Auto Show, this year I believe the show has got some additional added value uh, where, in fact, there are issues in the automobile industry. Uh, We're about to have marijuana introduced as a legal uh, product in Canada uh, next July. Uh, You know, older people, uh, I think Statistics Canada has now said that there are more seniors in Canada than there are children. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they want good-looking cars, but maybe bucket seats aren't right down their alley. Uh, There's a series of focus uh, interviews and roundtables planned to deal with uh, some of these issues. Uh, You know, are you looking forward, uh, first first of all, as an organizer, to uh, present some of these things and as well as a consumer uh, to hear what some of these people have to say. Well, you know, that's a very good point, Norris. And, and as, uh, as, you know, we're, as we're realizing right now, there are so many aspects of the auto show. And, and one is the opportunity to learn. I mean, each year we're faced with, with new issues in the auto industry. I mean, for the past few years, everybody's been talking about the autonomous vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know that there are autonomous features, but the autonomous vehicle itself might not be here for a few more years. As you say, Norris, there are all kinds of what we call mobility issues. And these issues have to be dealt with head-on. I mean, so it's a great opportunity to learn about all of these different issues because we're going to have a speaking series this year that uh, each day or just about each day of the auto show, there's going to be a, a, a different set of issues that are, that are confronted, that are discussed. We're going to have a panel of experts. Um, I know that you'll be involved in some of that, Norris, because you do have a you know, wealth of experience. But, you know, whether they're morality issues, uh, you know, such as, uh, you know, the marijuana issues. I mean, we've been, dr- we've been talking about drinking and driving for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been trying to educate uh, the uh, society as a whole on uh, distracted driving, which is just as serious. Actually, right now, more serious than drinking and driving. There, there is, there's really something uh, to, be, to be discussed, no matter what perspective you, you, you look at it from. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you 100%, and, and, and I really think that there's going to be a lot of interest in those uh, conversations when, uh, when they become uh, uh, pub- publicizable. How's, is that a new word? No, you but know? it sounds good enough. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a weekend. It now, works. Dave, uh, something else, you know, uh, the new mobility, uh, you know, electric cars. We've been talking about that earlier in the show today. I did a review this week of the uh, 2018 Nissan Leaf. Uh, we're going to have 14... Uh, electric cars, I believe, at the, at show? the show this year. Uh, Alan, you'll be able to get into one and drive it around. we got a little circuit uh, down there. I'm and, looking forward and, to that. Yeah. I, uh, in fact, that and was Dave, my first exposure to, to I was going to say, this is, this is part and parcel of what the Canadian International Auto Show is trying to do as well as showing what's available now, what's coming in the future. That's correct. And that, that feature that you're speaking about is called evolution. Mm-hmm. And at the core of it all is the electric vehicle. And there are so many questions out there uh, in the marketplace about electric vehicles. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation. There are a lot of people that just don't understand, you know, the features and benefits of electric vehicles, what it offers them in terms of their mobility choice. So, um, as you say, it's going to be a great collection of cars at this year's show. But not only is it going to be a collection, but as you mentioned, there's an opportunity to test drive vehicles. So that in itself, I think, it's just a... Another great experience for attendees of the event. 
And you mentioned, too, there's going to be a big couple of big prizes handed out there, eh, in terms of uh, monetary issues? Well, we always put on a bit of a splash, uh-huh. you know, when we, uh, <laughs> when we talk about the auto industry and, and trying to reward people with mm-hmm. different contests and promotion. I mean, whether it's $50,000 towards the purchase of your new vehicle from any TADA member presented by the Toronto Star. That's our amazing. presenting partner, uh-huh. as well as the uh, Trillium Automobile Dealers Association. There are trips, other cash components, uh, all kinds of different... Uh, uh, prizes and and uh, promotions that that appeal to again to the broadest possible segment because we are trying to build this event. All uh, right, for not just the automotive enthusiasts, but people, uh, you know, uh, the market as a whole. All right, Super Dave, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll be at the Metro Convention Center February sixteenth to twenty fifth. And don't forget that you can go to what the uh, your website, which is Mr. McLean. What is it again? It's www.autoshow.ca. It's the best way to buy tickets. It's fast. It's convenient, and of course. Uh, and uh, you can save you 25% before January. Save 25% before uh, the end of the month. That's correct. So Happy holidays, Dave. Take care, Dave. Have Thank a good you. holiday. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right, listen, what we're going to do right now is the next caller who calls in about their favorite car, we're going to give you a family pack of tickets courtesy of the Canadian International Auto Show, courtesy of David McLean and everybody else up at the shop up there in Markham. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Baby, you can drive my car. All right, we have... Uh, more calls to get to, and we want to thank Norris McDonald for sticking around for the entire hour. We'll get back to him in just a sec. Gelman, it's all, all right. yours. Be Santa Claus. Mary, you can be a star on Dave's Corner Garage, and we want you to know that you've won the four-pack for the Canadian International Auto Show. Great. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Super. All right. So your first car was an 82 Firebird. Is that right? Yes, it was. I enjoyed it very much. I had it for almost 18 years. Well, I, um Whoa. I I pretty much clocked it over with the miles in it. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it brand new, Barry? Yes, I did, brand new. And uh, was it a V6 or a V8? It was the, the first V6 one, yes. And uh, and uh, so not a huge amount of power, but pretty reliable otherwise? It was very reliable, yes. The only thing that gave me trouble is, remember when the lights would go up? Mm-hmm. And sometimes oh, they would yeah. go up, or one would just go up. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it looked like the car was blinking. Otherwise, it was perfect. It was cross-eyed. With it. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then, of course, as it got older, you didn't want to spend the money, so the option was then just dis- lift them both up and disconnect them so they don't close anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Or I would go in there manually with those big knobs and open them. What What attracted you to that car in the first place? Oh, my God. I think it had to do with the uh, the crazy car show, uh, the the show. What was it? The Knight Rider? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, with um, do, 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 yeah, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> that's right. Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, <laughs> how, like, it was. Yeah. how fast did you take it. the car up? Like, uh, you know, did you have a heavy foot with that thing or what? I, I did get a lot of trouble with the police with it. I don't know why, <laughs> but I always got stopped with it, yes. Listen, thank you for the call. Stay on the line because... I, uh, I have one more question sure, go about ahead. my Bonneville. Uh-huh. I have an SSEI Bonneville, a 2001. And I'm noticing that lately when I'm driving, my my tachometer, speedometer, what do you call it? It drops down to zero, and Mm -hmm. it's not going up and down when I'm giving gas or while I'm driving. Is that an issue that I should look into? But the engine is running, correct? Yes, it is, yes. Yeah, it's probably just a, you, what, well, a lot of those vehicles, uh, the circuit board would crack in the back. Uh, mm. it, it's only an issue in terms of if you wanting to see that work or not, but it's not going to affect how the car actually runs. Okay. So if you don't want to spend the money, you don't really need to, because otherwise, first of all, at, at this point, parts would be difficult to get. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wouldn't even worry about it. 
Okay, good. All right, listen, don't go away, Sebastian, our producer. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. You You too. All right. Amazing. Uh, We've got a couple minutes left, and we're going to go to Barry, who's in uh, North York, who had a Vauxhall, right? Yes, uh, North York, but now heading to Scarborough to see the singing Santa at the mall. (laughs) You're not driving that Vauxhall still, though. I am um, on a very expensive vehicle right now. (laughs) Which one? Called which? Called the bus. Ah, oh, oh, the, the Red Rocket. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. It's well, hold on. Bus. They're going to build a subway, maybe. Yes, I know. No, the Vauxhall Viva, the reason I had it is because I bought it from my family. It was the first car I had, but that wasn't so exciting. The exciting part was that um, I am uh, driving, and it's pretty boring. And then my brother put in a radio. It didn't have a radio. Oh, it didn't have great. a radio. Yeah. No, it's great. It's so exciting to have that radio in that was great. It changed your life, didn't it? Yes, it sure did. I'll tell you, I just love your show because you, right from the beginning of the introduction, it is a really funny introduction, and you guys have a great sense of humor, and for good health, we've been told, you got to laugh at least two or three times. Great. Well, listen, we really appreciate your call and the compliments, and uh, don't miss your stop, whatever you do. No, I first certainly won't. Well, okay. My favorite All right. was Ambassador Brown, which is <laughs> my brother's, and he uh, customized it with all sorts of radio and good speakers in college. Okay, great. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, thanks very much Cheers. for that. I remember my dad had a Corvair, and we got so excited when uh, we, got a, we got a second Ooh. speaker. <laughs> we we that, got to put one in the back. Is that where you had to put a 100-pound bag of rainy mix in the front, though, to keep, exactly. keep the front end down when you were kind of getting your foot into it out on the old highway? Why do you think Absolutely. Volkswagen went with a deal about what the front of the car, that was the trunk, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think they did that? Well, because it... it, it, it Wherever you've got the most amount of weight, that's where you're going to get the best traction. Right. So they felt that the package could would work better in the rear because cars were rear-wheel drive at the time. Nobody really had come up with a front-wheel drive. I mean, sure, there was uh, there was one back in the 30s, but aside from that. And, and they were able to build that package and, uh, you know, just squeeze it in behind the, the back seat, and it worked fine. Uh, people had them like that forever. In fact, the, the Porsches are still like that. Yeah. Absolutely. The Porsches still have an engine in the rear, a uh, flat boxer engine. Well, and I mean, look, go to Exo- Auto Exotica at the Canadian International Auto Show, and you're going to see Ferraris, you're going to see Maseratis, you're going to see Lamborghinis, and a lot of them have the engine in the back. Right. Yeah. Right. If you go on their website right now, you're going to see a listing of everything that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they work a full year ahead to get this thing going. Well, you have it's to. It's a killer show. Absolutely. You know, we've been to Detroit, New York, Chicago, L.A., they're good. This one is better. It really is. It really is because of all the additional extra added attractions. You know, if you have kids and you got grandkids, take them down there. You can and it only costs you three dollars and twenty five cents to get there. Yeah, it's cheaper than a Jays game. <laughs> Norris McDonald, thank you for coming down. Always Alan, a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Merry Christmas, Steve. Thanks, Norris. Uh, Dave. I know you're in Florida. You might be listening. All the best. <laughs> yeah, don't get too sunburned. Actually, get sunburned, Dave. Really want to thank Dave McLean for calling in again for the call, Cheryl. And uh, we're going to be off for a week or two, but there will be the best of in the next little while. You make sure you bring bagels back in the new year. I will You're sure. becoming a tight guy again. <laughs> I don't like this. And if you're lucky, I'll bring some Lux as well. Very nice. And Listen, and Sebastian, especially- thank you yep. for uh, holding up the fort behind the board. We can't do it without you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for calling in. Great memories. Yeah. Happy so, New Year, everybody. Drive safe, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. This is Alan, and we're gone.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.